Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. This is our first bonus episode. Yeah, so you guys are so lucky you get two episodes this week. Yes, so I'm Becca Freeman. I'm Grace Atwood. And we're back with Ashley Spivey. So the thing is, is we did a book episode with her, but you guys had so many questions for her. And frankly, we did too. Like, as an avid Bachelor watcher, I had a lot of things I wanted to know. And then you guys just asked so many questions about books. The questions are weird. Some of the questions (laughs) I was kind of... I was like, Ashley, we got this question. I don't know if you're going to want to answer it. And she was like, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Ashley, how do you feel that you've gotten the weirdest questions of any guest? Yes. I I feel honored, honestly. Good. Good. This is the first bonus pod. I get some really weird questions. Like, Yeah, and we're now on to our second margarita. It's National (laughs) Margarita Day, so it's yeah, it's we're celebrating a holiday, and we have the bottle of tequila on the table, so we could be into our like our third or fourth drink by the end of the episode. If things get really weird, we'll all take a shot. And it's Friday night. I think we have to. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. It's Friday night. I brought so many limes. We are set on limes. (laughs) Yes. So usually we we record in the middle of the day during the week, so we're drinking like coffee or seltzer. There was one podcast where you were very drunk. Oh, yeah. The red wine. That was in the early days when you still had a no, day no, job. No, 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 no. It was the one where you'd, you'd gone, you'd had day oh, plans. And you were I like did. trashed before so we started the podcast. My best guy friend is a terrible influence. And we went, um, he was visiting from Charleston. And we went to lunch. And I had three glasses of wine with him at lunch. And then stumbled back home, got us iced coffees, like got them mm-hmm. to the house and like sobered up enough to record the podcast was it okay or was it so the, the thing I is it's a great episode when we drink we're really fun <laughs> but we say like or um a lot more yeah uh, so those of you who review and say that we say like and um and yeah i know i say yeah too much um it's usually because we are slightly intoxicated not always. I, Not always. I say like a ton. Yeah, no we say what. like anyway. I say but yeah the anyway. Makes it worse. I feel yeah. like just deal with it. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> like who cares? It like, is something like, that bothers me though. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish that I was more eloquent. When Blair was on the podcast, I, I was just noticing while she, she was so speaking. Eloquent. She's so eloquent, and I... She also practiced before our episode, yes, which I was so flattered. She's like, oh, well, when I was practicing for Andrew last night, I was like, you stayed in to practice That's so for cute. our podcast? Maybe the problem her. is we don't practice. Yeah, maybe we should practice. You guys are just getting us off the cuff. Like, we make an outline, and we just go for it, so... Enough about us. Yes. <laughs> More about Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> Yes. I am so interested in the answers. So I divided our questions into three areas. Oh. So mm-hmm. that we, you know, kind of stay on a subject and then go on. Okay. Exactly. So the first thing is books. Okay. Books. Oh, wait. So quick intro. If you did not listen to our book episode, because I know not everyone reads with us in real time. Uh, Ashley Spivey is uh, the creator of Spivey's Book Club on Facebook, which is an awesome book club has 11, over 11,000 members, which is Which is huge crazy. for a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's always popping. And she was on The Bachelor back in 2011. Yes. And she has a podcast with Reality Steve called He Said, She Said. Yes. And Anything else? And she's and on a, Instagram at yes. Ashley Spivey. And I'm Burley's and, nanny. Yes. And you're Burley's nanny. And you <laughs> yes. may be writing a book. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she's got a lot going on. I do. Mm-hmm. And she's just hanging with us on a Friday night. Okay. So book stuff. Yes. How... 
do you find books to read and how do you pick books for your book club? Okay, this one, I feel like I get this question a lot and I wish there was a better answer, but it comes from a lot of my bookstagram friends. Like I look at what y'all are reading a lot. I look at... Who are your favorite book people? Oh. Yeah, tell us that. I'm dying. I want to follow them. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Do you follow Katha Reads on Instagram? How do you spell that? K-A-T-H-A... R-E-A-D-S. I hope okay. that's right. Okay. Who else? Was it right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just typed okay. into the outline, so I remember to look yeah. it up later. I'll have to make sure that it's right. Um, I also love NYC Book Girl. I oh, we love, love her. her. Morgan. Are y'all going to have her on the podcast? I don't know. I okay. Don't know. I'd like to. Yeah. I think yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I'm like, I know I'm forgetting people. I look at Book Riot a lot. Oh, interesting. Book Riot? Yes. I actually found them through Twitter. Okay. Um, And I also follow this website called Cannonball Reads. Oh. And it's a group of people who love reading and reviewing books. And they try, they have this competition to see who can get to 52 books first. Oh. oh, Yeah. So I love it because some of, they do repeat a lot of the same books, but I kind of like it because you kind of know who. Yeah. You really love. Yeah. And so if they love a book, you're going to love it too. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know that nobody asked me, but do you want to know what I do a lot on Goodreads? If you go into new releases, it's like, I feel like Goodreads is so poorly designed and there's so many like hidden things in it. Yeah. But anyway, if you go into new releases and then um, there's like a way to click into the top new releases of a month and it has like the top 200 list based Mm -hmm. on how many people have like um, wanted to read the book or like saved the book. Um, And you can scroll months ahead. Huh. So like you, it's not just this month. You can look for like any month of the past or months in the future. Yeah. So I I find a lot of books that are like new releases that are popular that way. Yeah. I feel like some, a lot of times I just go on Amazon and I'll be like, what are the editor's picks? Amazon out this year. So sneaky. Like I feel like a lot of times I will be like, no, Amazon, I, that doesn't sound good. I don't want to read that Amazon. And then I do. And I'm like, you were right. Yeah. I did like that. <laughs> do y'all go on NetGalley or yeah. Edelweiss a lot? Yeah. I do. Grace I doesn't, I'm a purist. I will not read from a Kindle. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those are my things I look at a lot. And then there's really no rhyme or reason to why I pick what I pick or when I read it. It's based on what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Editor's choice. Right. What about, tell us about your reading habits. Like, when do you read? Like, how do you make time for it? What book, what types of books do you read? So for me, I really feel like reading is a form of self-care. 100 Yes, absolutely. So when like, I don't want to talk to anyone or when I've had a hard day or something like that, I don't really drink that much during the week. Um, so instead of like drinking a glass of wine, I'll start reading a book. Okay. Or uh, I, I like to do both of those yeah, things. I, I like to do them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish I was better about that. I wake up at 5 a.m. So. Oh. oh, my goodness. Yeah. That doesn't jive with me yeah. usually waking up early. Um, but I also have to read an hour before bed. Always. Okay. Me too. Always. Yes. One hour at least. It's how I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise I have really bad sleep anxiety and I'll start oh. like thinking about it. So yeah. as long as I'm reading, somehow I'll get sleepy. I go to bed. Same. 
Um, I always read when I'm commuting and mm-hmm. I have a commute to Brooklyn every day. So yep. that's a great time to read. Um, and I try to read in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like a constant simmer of like of reading. Yeah. Yeah. I mainly only watch a show with my husband. Mm. So if you're by yourself, you're reading. Right. I don't turn on the TV as much if he's yeah. not with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. So I want to know how this wasn't a question from anyone. This okay. is a question for me. Okay. How did you f- start Spivey's Book Club? Like, what's the story there? The story behind Spivey's Book Club is that I started documenting my reading on Twitter for probably since 2012, maybe 2011. And people were always interested in what I was reading. I moved it over to Instagram kind of whenever mm-hmm. I started using that more. And I created the hashtag just so I wouldn't have to keep on like telling people like what I was reading. Oh, it would be like, yeah. look at the hashtag so you can see what it is oh, that, that I'm reading. Um, but then what I used to do is I would just share what I had on my Kindle that mm-hmm. I was reading at the time. And I just felt like I couldn't talk about books enough in the comments. Like I yeah. wanted to move it somewhere else. I don't love that I had to move it to Facebook because mm-hmm. I would honestly get off Facebook if I didn't have Spivey's Book Club because I think Facebook is the worst. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted a better platform to be able to discuss books. And how is, has it just grown totally naturally? I think so. Um, so can I tell you oh. <laughs> how I joined the group? Yeah. So when Grace and I started the podcast, we have always just both been like avid readers, but I wasn't following any like book Instagrammers. I wasn't following any like book influencers, if mm-hmm. you will. So we'd started our Facebook group and I was like, oh, I wonder if there are any other Facebook groups. And I like went into your group as Intel, not knowing who you were, not knowing anything. And mm-hmm. I was like this girl's book club has so many people in it. And I was like, ours is going to be so much better. And that was literally the attitude I went to. Oh, I love that. But I didn't even know this. Well, wait. And so then I was like in it for like recon. And then I was like, oh, this is great. And I was like, Grace, you need to join this. This book club is awesome. I love that. I definitely went in with a like sour. Yeah, like a sour purpose. Then I was like, oh, this is great. These are my people. Yeah. (laughs) That is so funny. I I think that we do... I think it does have a different feel to it than some other um, book groups just because I really do try to moderate the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. And I have great moderators. We try to really stick to our rules. And I know that really upsets some people. Wait, Um, what are your rules? One thing we don't love in the group is... uh, duplicate posts about a book oh i would rather you continue a conversation about the book than to start a whole new one yep because Mm -hmm. sometimes that happens it's happened a lot with verity and people don't like seeing the same post over and over and over it can clog someone's speed so as much as people are like i really wanted to talk about this book here is what i'm thinking there's 20 other people who are annoyed by that post Mm -hmm. so we really do try to cut down on the duplicate posts by encouraging people to search for the book before you make a new post that's smart and we crack down on it there's one thing i really hate too is that um people will post something where they go I'm 30% into this book. Should I keep reading or not? 
You're like, I don't know, bitch. Uh, well, yeah. And it's also just like, well, did you search the group for the book? Because you could look at that and see if people loved it or didn't love it. You yeah. don't have to ask that question. I call it a negative thread because it encourages ne- negativity. And yeah. sometimes if that's the first thing, if people do go to search for the book and that's the first thing they see, then they're not going to read it. And I don't like that. Right. And it's my group and these are my rules. <laughs> that's how we feel about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So... When we go off topic or when we do something like that isn't part of the rules, we're like, it's our podcast. Right. So if you don't like it, join another book group. There's a bunch out there. (laughs) Okay. One more book question. Okay. What is the best book you've read in the past year? Or like your top three? Like what should some, if you were like, if somebody came to you and was like, Ashley, I don't read much, but I want to read more in 2019. Like what are the three like recent things I should read? Oh, God. This is so hard. Um, let's see. I mean, I really love the dinner list. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. There was such a twist. Yes. It was definitely like very uniquely written. Yeah. Like it was a concept that felt totally original. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for like a book where there's some sort of magical realism where like someone can talk to mm-hmm. a dead parent again. Uh, mm-hmm. just I love those books yeah. um, so I love that one does it have to be current no this is one book I really want it's our podcast okay. we can make up okay, okay. this is one book that I really want people to take another look at and that's Tell the Wolves I'm Home oh I loved that book it's one of my all time faves and I feel like it does not get enough recognition I talked about it on this other book has, um, that I just did recently and I love it so I love that one Trying to think of another great book that people missed out on. Did y'all ever read The Sun is Also a Star? No, that is not the one I'm thinking of. Is it? The Sun is Also a Star. It sounds familiar, and I don't know if it sounds familiar because I've read it or because I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, too, is that the book that I'm trying to say, too, or does it have such a similar cover, too? Is it by Nicola Yoon? Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe that's one I, I wanted to talk about. It's a love story just as intense as Maddie and Ollie's Get Ready for Natasha and Daniel. That's a very bad description. <laughs> I don't think that's the one I wanted to talk about, but it's fine. That one's great, too. Okay. Yeah. Grace, do you want to get in here with some questions, or are you just going to yeah. buy books? <laughs> I just had a horrifying distraction on Facebook. Sorry. Oh, no. Um. I was not buying books. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley, we're going to talk about work, life for a second. Um, okay. If money didn't matter, what would you do for work? <laughs> I feel like this is a funny question just because I feel like people already like don't think nannying is a job. Um, but I, I feel like I always would have ended up as a nanny. Like The whole reason I became one happened in this really crazy weird way and that's that I moved up to New York to study for the LSAT because I was planning on going to law school and kind of what happened is that um, I took a job nannying to kind of pay for everything while I was studying for the LSAT because the job I got at the time was for a 10 year old who was in school all day long like so I could study for the LSAT all day while he was in school and um, then my dad passed away And the guy I was working for fired me 
basically, because I had to go home and become executor of my dad's estate. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, I did fine on the LSAT. But then I I, I think I just kind of like took inventory of like what was important in life. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was I was happy being a nanny. I actually made pretty good money. And um, I always wanted to work with kids. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna be a nanny. And we talk about that a lot on the podcast where like, I don't know if you are, but I'm from a family where you kind of have like three career options. Like you can be a doctor, a lawyer or a vague business person. And like, (laughs) I thought I was going to be a lawyer and I like didn't stop to think to be like, I don't want to be a lawyer. Right. And I feel like luckily I didn't get as far as going to law school, but you know, you're like, oh, do I think I want to do this or do I like actually want to do this? Right. And mine had a lot to do with money too, just because it was, I got a full scholarship. So I made it out of college without having to pay for college, Mm -hmm. you know? And why in 2008, that's whenever things really took an economic downturn. And everyone went to grad school. It was just like a way to delay. Yeah. So I was like, why am I going to go into debt when I already kind of have a job that I love? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Suck with dating. Okay, so moving gears a little bit away from work stuff, have you always been so into health and fitness? And do you have any tips for this one reader who says, how do I get that way? (laughs) I have not always been into health and fitness. I love to tell the story of how I was, until I was about 21, I drank nothing but Mountain Dew. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nothing but Mountain Dew. I never even had a bottle of water until I was 21. Oh, my God. (laughs) And what happened is that I got a kidney stone from drinking so much soda. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And that kind of told me that I needed to change uh, my lifestyle. So I started working out around that time. I think I started out with, like, kickboxing or, like, Mm -hmm. going on the elliptical. And I really just found that – it made me feel better about myself in a way. Like I felt like I could get out a lot of aggression that I felt or um, I suffer from depression. So I felt like if I was getting out and actually working out that I didn't feel as depressed, um, it gave me something to do throughout the day. So yeah, I, I feel like that kind of happened and it kicked me into gear about taking more control of my a healthy lifestyle, I guess. And I know from following you on Instagram that you're super into dance body. I love dance body. Like, how did you go from elliptical <laughs> slash kickboxing into like dance cardio? So dance cardio is something that has always been a big challenge for me. Uh, I've tried to do things like Tracy Anderson and stuff like that. I just felt like I could never actually stick with the um, choreography. It really gets in my head. This is why I want to try dance body with you now. Yeah. Well, dance. I saw past guest Katie Storino and Hunter McGrady did a yes. class, like a group class with readers last night. Well, I didn't know it was a reader thing. So like last, like I saw Katie last week and she's like, oh, we're doing this thing. Like you have to come. And I was like, great. Let me know when it is. And then it was last night. So I was like, you bitch. Like, <laughs> I wanted to be invited to that. And she was like, oh, sorry. Oh. But so anyway, it looked really fun. It looked really fun. I want to go. She makes choreography and dancing accessible, I think. Okay. Because there are other levels that you could start with. 
And um, the nice thing about Dance Body is that when you learn the dances at the beginning of three months, they do the same dances for three months. So if you go regularly, you... You'll learn it. Yeah. Okay. Which I love that. So we're just all over the place in the life category. What are your favorite recent beauty product discoveries? Oh, wow. Hmm. You know, I don't know that I can name a lot of them by name, but one thing I would highly encourage people to purchase is, have you ever heard of the Indie Beauty Expo? Oh, you were talking about this on your story. I've heard about it for you, but not. I "I want that. Yes. But I have too many beauty products, so I did not order it. So if you go to Mm IndieBeautyExpo.com, they have a box of like 20 to 30 products that all won like an award Oh. For 2018. As like the best lip gloss, the best natural deodorant, the best shampoo, all these things. Um, they'll send you all of the best products. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I am obsessed with that just because I think like last year, I can't remember what one was, like the name of it, but plum oil I think is going to be really big. Okay. Because okay. it has all these antioxidants in it. Um, I think it has like vitamin E in it naturally. Okay. Um, so it's great for your skin and it smells amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now I have some oddball ones. Okay. Yeah. Quick and weird. <laughs> How do you know Emily Favreau? For those who don't know, she's married to John Favreau from Pot Save America. Yes. Slash the Obama White House. I think it's... So funny how I get this question all the time. Um, my husband mm-hmm. has a mutual best friend with John Favreau. Okay. And once when, like, John came up here to film the Colbert Report back before he had his own show, like his own late night show, uh, he brought Emily with him to a dinner and Steve brought me. And this is... They had just started dating. I had just started dating Steve. And when I met Emily, I fell in love with her instantly. And I I mean, she's actually a lot younger than me, too, which I think is funny just because how well we got along. Um, But ever since I met her that time, I think I just always encouraged Steve to, like, make sure that we hung out more often. Just because I loved her so much. The couple friends where you like. Yes. It's so rare. Yeah, like. Yeah, we were always kindred spirits. Guys, if you hear the background noise, it's Grace pouring another drink. Things are getting <laughs> yes, wild. Grace. We're getting I'm, weird. Like, I'm like laughing. It's a bonus episode, so Grace we don't have to laughing, be. laughing, Ashley. Yeah, it's a I bonus know. episode, so drink. Okay. All right. Have you ever seen Leo DiCaprio from your These questions are so weird. I have to imagine that there's context. Yeah, that, there's like, got to be context. It's not just like a random question. I think I used to have a series on Instagram where I would just like, post like looking into his apartment Mm -hmm. so he lives in the penthouse of this battery park city building okay and so our apartment looks directly into his okay but the thing is that you can't really see into his apartment what you can see is when people get off the elevator and they're walking to his apartment how um (laughs) how often is he there so right now they're redoing his apartment they're completely gutting it. So he's okay. not in there right now. But I once saw him getting into an Uber. Oh. Like right outside good. the building. 
um, somebody I know got married in a wedding venue um, in Tribeca that is across from Beyonce and Jay-Z's apartment in Tribeca. And like, they were like, nobody cared about our wedding. I'm sure everyone cared about (laughs) trying to look into Beyonce and Jay-Z's apartment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have my wedding there just because I would feel like I'd be so upstaged. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine what a creep I would be if I lived across from somebody famous as opposed to across from like a grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. No. When I lived with my ex, we had this naked couple that lived across the like friends. street, and we would like. I just remember we'd all like he'd have people over, and like we would all sit and just watch the naked couple. I see naked people all the time in my building. That is so funny. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm on the ground floor, <laughs> and like all I see is people lining up for food and stuff. Get so, curtains, people. Did you yeah. t- teach us nothing? Yeah, right? get curtains. So. That was getting weird, but speaking of weird, and guys, we did vet all of these questions through Ashley first. We're not yeah. monsters. Yeah. yeah. And to the person who wrote this in, like, you have balls. <laughs> okay. So have you ever had an awkward sexual experience or moment with your husband? If so, explain. Um, the only reason I'm agreeing to this is just because this is a story I've told before. Okay. Yeah. So he won't be horrified by it. Everyone, I feel like, knows it, sort of. Um, so the awkward sexual experience happened on our first date. Okay. Yeah. Um, we went to Rose Bar. We had a great date. I had previously been with a guy for, like, two years, and we didn't have sex that much. Like, the first year or the second year that we had been dating. And so whenever I went on this date with Steve, I was just like, I'm going to have sex with him no matter what. Okay. So I brought flip-flops in my bag um, in addition to the heels that I had on. And so after our great date at Rose Bar, we went back to his apartment. You know, things were still going great. We end up hooking up. He falls asleep immediately after it like snoring snoring so loudly I could not figure out how to turn his tv off because I couldn't find the remote and it wasn't like one of those ones with like a button so I just like put on my shoes and left like at 3 a.m. I guess it was and so not only is that like kind of like weird and awkward I guess just because I'm not kidding like literally after it was over he went right to sleep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I was just like, Did I you wore him out. Wrong? Yeah. Um, so when I left and after I shut the door, I didn't realize that it locked immediately and I had forgotten my heels inside the apartment. Oh, you were wearing the flip flops. I was wearing the flip flops. But he probably didn't know you had the, the flip flops. He did not know that. I wasn't going to tell him. Yeah, by the way, I just put flip flops in my bag. Um, so I was like, oh, now I have to talk to him again. Because I thought, like, I wasn't ever going to talk to him again. He would just, like, be horrified that I left in the middle of the night. So I went back home. He called me at, like, 6 whenever he gets up for work. And he was like, I'm so sorry, um, but I have to tell you something. And I was just like, like, does he have an STD? Like, oh my what, God. what is this, yeah. like, going to be? And he was like, well, it's weird that you left, but I'll forgive that because my dog ate your shoes. Oh, my God. So... I was like, no big deal. They were like autos. Like, I don't care about them at all. And he was like, no, no, no. Give me your address. I'm going to get, I'm going to send you shoes, like, to replace them. So I was like, 
please don't. You really don't have to worry about it. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I really want to. I had a great date with you. Um, the sex was great. I'm going to send you some shoes. So um, I gave him. The sex was great. Let me send you some shoes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so transactional. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. And this is your husband. That's the yeah, best yeah. part. I love this story. So, um, yeah, he sent me Jimmy Choose to replace my Aldo's. Oh, trade up. Oh, right? my God. So I was like. And you're like, yeah, I'll marry you. (laughs) Well, that was just the nicest thing or the most thoughtful thing anyone had ever done. And especially just because I like left. I thought, yeah, you think I was a jerk. That's very cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we even on our save the dates, we have like um, you can't see our face or like this part of our body. We have a drawing of us and it has like Steve on one side, me on one side. And then between us is Jackson and he has a shoe in his mouth. <laughs> cute. That's really cute. Yeah. How is it living with Jackson? How are, how is your oh, shoe I mean, closet now faring? He's yeah. my dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He hated me at first, but now, yeah, he doesn't even know Steve's alive. I love <laughs> it. Will you ever get a cat with Jackson? I just oh. made this question up because <laughs> Ashley was like, I was a cat person until I got a dog. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson really does not like cats Ooh. or he doesn't Is like. Is he scared of them or? I don't know. Whenever I've taken him home to North Carolina before and he really does not like our cat Tabor that lives with my mom and okay. he made Tabor hurt her back one time. So like I'm very scared to like introduce him to. More cats. other animals yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so i feel like we should get into the bachelor questions yes okay as somebody who has never watched an episode of the bachelor <laughs> and as i someone am who loves the bachelor i'm so curious about how this works yes okay. okay so i guess first we need to get an episode with you and jared to come back and oh, talk yeah. about the bachelor so wait so why did you decide to go on the bachelor like how did this whole process of you getting on the bachelor work Okay, so I have not watched The Bachelor from the beginning. That's one thing I think I should make clear. I didn't start watching it until, I think, Jake Pavelka's season. Which is like what year about? Probably 2009. Okay. When did it start? Because I remember when all my friends were buzzing about it. I was like, I don't want to watch that. I think 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, it was when I was still in college, which yeah. I'm dating myself, but yeah. This has turned into a Bachelor history quiz. Yeah. I hope <laughs> your answers are right. Yes. I hope it's right, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch that season, though. Like, Right. Yeah. Okay, so you started watching in 2009. Yeah. And I watched Jake's season, Allie's season, and on Allie's season was Chris Lambert. Oh, I did watch that yes. season because Chris was my friend from high school. Yes. That was the only one I watched, though. And I love that season. And after that season, uh, my boyfriend and I had this horrible, horrible situation where basically I walked in on him having sex with another girl in our apartment. Which is horrible. Horrible. Which is horrible. And also what makes it really bad, too, is that I had just gone to a party. Like, he knew I was still coming home. I just came home earlier oh than he thought. Oh, like, the bed would still be warm. No, exactly. And we lived on a ground floor apartment, too. So we lived in a studio. So how I saw it is that he had latched the door. Oh, my God. So you, like, pushed the door in, and you were like, oh, there's my boyfriend. Well, oh, I, you saw it, like, through the crack of the door? When yes. You, oh. Yeah. Like, she jumped out of bed and was <gasps> naked. 
And my dad had died like recently too. So like that's what made it all the more horrible. Um, but he wanted to become an actor and he wanted to quit his job on Wall Street to become famous, I guess. And I was just like, fuck you. I'm going to be on TV first. So I applied to The Bachelor just because I, I thought Chris was great. And yeah. I thought he could possibly be The Bachelor. And I thought we could like bond over our dead parents. What happened to the <laughs> actor? Did he get famous? Oh, he did not. Oh, good. <laughs> I like that ending. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's I not like famous. that ending. Um, oh, so this is a question for me. Like, these are sprinkled between yeah. questions that people gave us <laughs> and questions that I have. Yeah. So could you read while you're on The Bachelor? I know you don't get, like, internet or TV. Right. But, like, could you read? You cannot read. Whenever I showed up in my hotel room before they actually bring you on the show, they took all of my books because I brought a couple and they were like, nope, can't read these. So what do you do for entertainment in the house? Like, what do you do? Like, is the show just filming 24-7 or? There's a reason why they don't want you to have books. They don't want you to have TV. They don't want you to have music. So you can't even listen to music while you're in the house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would go crazy. Yeah. It messes with the audio. So. I guess that one makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They want you constantly talking or thinking or they'll pull you into an ITM, like if you're not on a date, which is a in-the-moment interview, and they'll kind of be like, so tell me about how you felt when your last relationship blew up. Like, do you think you're unlovable? Or things oh. like that. So it's really like a therapy session. So if and you're, who's asking you the questions? Is it somebody like you know and trust? It's your producer or okay. it, it could be a random producer too. And so that's the thing I should mention too is that before you go on the show, you have a producer that's assigned to you. So they'll call you like a month before you go on the show, like once a week. So they really establish a relationship with you or a friendship with you where you think like you can tell them anything and right. they will, oh would God. never hurt you. This seems... Like, this, this could fucked. be a book that's, like, in a dystopian Wait. future, but it's, like, really yeah. just, like, but The Bachelor. Do you watch the show Unreal? It's... Is it similar? It's similar. Like, it's very extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I mean, for fiction, I'm sure they had to make yeah. it more extreme. I don't think they would ever put our lives in danger. Yeah. Um, and I'm still friends with a lot of producers, so they're not awful people. I think at the end of the day, and even before you go on the show, you should just realize that this is their job. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And it's also you put yourself in that position. Exactly. Too. Yeah. yeah. Like you were complicit. You didn't get kidnapped and end up on no. The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. I think at the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself, like, when a producer is asking you to do something, you don't have to do it. Right. You can say no. Yeah. So. But I'm a people pleaser and like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Especially okay. if you They think would love to friend. have you as a contestant then. No, I, I would be like the geriatric <laughs> Bachelor contestant. Um, oh, this one's from Grace. Yes. So I was curious about the clothes. Like, how did you pack for The Bachelor? I mean, I would just imagine you would need so many evening dresses and then outfits for, like, different locations and and kind of everything. They send you a checklist. Okay. Kind of that you can build from. Um but then also, they tell you you can only bring two suitcases. That was my next question was going to be how many suitcases? So this is surprising because I would have expected that they were styling you. Yeah. No. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So you had two suitcases. 
And you do your own hair and makeup too. You do your own hair and makeup, except on the very first night, like when you walk out of the limo, they will give you someone who will do your hair and makeup. But I, I actually hate when anyone does my makeup. But for that night, for some reason, I was like, sure, I'll let them do my hair and makeup. It was so bad. It, they aged me like five oh. years. That's how bad it was. And even the producer was like, I think you should just do it yourself. So I only had an hour to do it. And it actually takes me a long time to get ready. Like it takes me at least 30 minutes just to blow dry my hair. So I like rushed back, hurried, like took a shower, did my hair and makeup all over again. I was so upset. Like I hate being rushed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's stressful. It and was especially so it's stressful. like a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to like repack a lot of my stuff because we were leaving right after that. So Oh, that sounds yeah. really stressful. Yeah. But um about the dresses, I should mention this because we talked about it before. Yeah. But um I had a friend who worked for Calvin Klein and she put me in touch with Aiden Maddox and Adriana Papel. And they agreed to give me like 20 dresses. Well, you were Did saying those count in your two suitcases or was that incremental? They went ahead and sent them to LA for me. So I didn't oh. have to carry them with me. Well, you were saying before that like, um, you were like a poor, like 26 year old. Like I didn't even think about that. Cause it's like some of the people on the show, like weren't there those two girls where it was like, their job was like sisters. Yeah. Like, oh my God. When their job, it's like the one that's content creator this year. Well, that's yeah. Where even, it's like some of the girls are so young. Like one girl's job this year was never been kissed. Poor thing. <laughs> oh no. She got kissed and then she yeah. got sent home. Well, I even think about now with so many things that the girls do, like getting hair extensions or getting eyelash extensions or getting uh, like a Veneers? spray tan. Yes. Like, I, I can't imagine so this this is kind of a crazy thing that actually happened whenever I got off the show. Um, I had lost my job right before mm-hmm. I went on. And so I didn't work for those months, but I was still paying my rent in New York. When I moved back to New York, I had $15. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So that was intense. Wow. I remember I tried to like go down and get a subway card. Yeah. And it, it got declined. And oh I looked my at my ba- bank statement. It's because I only had $15. Wait, so oh do, do they pay you at all to be on the no. show? No. Okay. Yeah. You get paid on Bachelor in Paradise, but it's more of like a stipend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you get paid if you are like the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Right. Oh, wow. But wow. I will mention that Bachelorettes get paid less than Bachelors. What? Yeah. <laughs> By like what percentage? A lot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. This person asked. This is not us. I'm not, not us. saying we this person. This. How does Bachelor Nation work? Does everyone actually like each other? Like, is there drama? I think it's very different from when I was on. Yeah. Because what they used to do is they would have a reunion once a year. And from that reunion, they would kind of try to see like who would want to come on bachelor pad okay and a reunion with everyone or just your season from anyone who like wasn't in a relationship who wanted to come to the reunion got it yeah so my reunion was in vegas and it was actually really fun um but now they don't even bother doing that because what they want to encourage people to do is like slide into each other's dms so that when they show up on paradise like everyone's just stabbing each other in the back 
but it's oh so they don't want you to be friends they don't want you to better be right but like oh. back in your day yeah they friends. encouraged people to be friends on your season like wh- was there any like huge dramas of like off-camera people who hated each other or everyone like pretty much got along so there was one girl on my season who they did not show that she caused a lot of problems in the house but that's only because it didn't fit into her narrative yeah so I think a lot of times they don't show that stuff if someone is supposed to be a front runner or is supposed to make it to the end and they want to make you like the person because it seems like from never having seen an episode that like I know a lot of the dramas manufactured so I didn't know if it was like behind the scenes everyone's like just living their life and then like they turn a mountain into a a molehill into a mountain (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I I think that also it has a lot to do with if everyone likes The Bachelor or not oh okay so I will say on my season, I feel like we all bonded because we really did not care. And we knew Emily was going to win. Got it. Yeah. Like she, when she walked into the house, I was just like, should I just pack up now? Like she's going to win. She's so beautiful. I need to Google her. I know her by name, Emily Maynard, but I don't know. And then she like told her story and I was just like, ugh, she's definitely winning. Like she's an angel. She deserves to find love. I'm just here because I wanted to get an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> You're just here because they need to eliminate some people beforehand. Right. No, exactly. Oh, that my is God. so funny. Yeah. Um, somebody asked, what's your best Bachelor scoop? Is there any goss that you can share? Oh, I was going to say, I see, I thought about this question differently. I was going to say, like, the one thing that I found out that I think has been, like, the biggest thing oh, was... Okay. Uh, finding out that Lincoln made it onto the show as a sex offender. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I think has really kind of changed the way we view The Bachelor and the way they're doing things on The Bachelor. And Did they know or and, and like knowingly let him on or like it was just something that was buried and didn't come out until he was like on the show? They say that they did not know. And I think that's very problematic for the show. Right. Because if someone can get on the show as a sex offender, then you're putting people in danger. Right. Yeah. (laughs) What's like the most surprising thing about how The Bachelor works or like, I don't know, just like something that you wouldn't know as a viewer? Mm. Uh, I I think that people have to know that you go through rigorous testing. You go through STD testing. You. Oh, wow. Yeah. You take drug tests. You take a psych evaluation. They do go through, now at least they do, they're going through your social media. They're going through your background checks. Wow. Um, I mean, even on my, they asked me if I had like sex tapes out there. They were like, have you ever made a sex tape with someone that like could be released? Oh my God. Yeah. So they like really go in there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wait, I don't know if this is common knowledge what you told us before when we were before we recorded. Oh. But you were telling us that they you stay in a hotel room beforehand for three days. Oh yeah. And you don't have a phone, you don't have internet, you don't have books, you have nothing. You have nothing. And back in the day, I didn't even have Netflix. So it's not like I could watch what I wanted. I I just watched like a ton of episodes of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, because they like want you to go in like craving. Oh my God. Human yes. Connection. You can't even go to the gym. Like they give you 15 minutes outside of your room 
and you don't encounter another person besides your producer that comes in and talks to you. This is one thing about clothes though. So they do come to your room and they look at what dress you want to wear on the first night and they'll tell you yes or no. So you're like really screwed if like someone picked the same dress or the same color or like a dress that's similar. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing about mine, like what happened with them is they wanted to give me a dress that like the guy had made for like Jennifer Aniston. He told me like my body proportions were the same as Jennifer Aniston. I was like, wow. Flattering. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Um, Oh, this is a good one. Who do you think was the best bachelor and who do you think was the worst? I would say the best bachelor probably would be Sean Lowe, just because he's the only bachelor that has actually picked someone in the end, stuck with her and married her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just feel like he's a good person. So yeah, he was great. The worst bachelor by far is Juan Pablo. Oh, so I was talking to Crystal Bick about this. She's another um, fashion blogger. And she was like, oh, yeah, I can't touch that show. I watched this one. Like, this one Bachelor was so bad and so misogynistic. And I was like, oh, because I'm a late Bachelor watcher, so I didn't ever know about him. Mm -hmm. He sounds terrible. But you know what? As bad of a Bachelor as he was, he had fantastic girls. So I almost feel like it's a great season to watch. Yeah. Mm. Just because it's super juicy. Yeah. Um, well, like terrible people, obviously not like people who are assaulting people or make for good content. Yeah. Like makes for good TV. I think horrible bachelors are almost more fun to watch than the great ones. Like Jake Pavelka was such a like snake and so obsessed with himself, but that's what made it great. That's why I got so sucked (laughs) into the Nick Vial episode because he was terrible. Like, I don't know if he could be your friend and I'm like bashing him. But, like, I thought he was just, like, so creepy and, like, manufactured, but I loved watching him. The thing I will say well, about... Like hate watching. Yeah. Yes. The thing I will say about Nick is just, one, he's been on the show a bunch. Yeah. You know so what I mean? So he just knows what to do. Yes. But also, I think that you can get frustrated being The Bachelor or The Bachelorette just because a lot of it is kind of acting. Yeah. Like, mm. you know you're not interested in someone, but you have to act like you are. Right. Yeah. Like, and him with Corinne, like, you knew that he was probably like, oh, I have to keep her on because she's interesting. And- right. And I think that that can get frustrating. Mm-hmm. And that can make you act in a way that you wouldn't act normally. Okay. Yeah. That makes so sense. I think you're just, like, pissy, like, 90% yeah. of the time until you can be with the person you like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, also, like, it's not real life. Like, in right. real life, you're not, like, in a house with 20 people yeah. competing for somebody's affection. And, like, on the other side of it, you're not, like, cool. I'm, like, just, like, dating, 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 dating. Right. You're not sleeping. You're not eating good food. You're not exercising. You're not – you get no relief. You can't read. You, you can't, can't listen read. to music. Exactly. So <laughs> you're, like, you're at your worst. It's basically oh torture. <laughs> oh my god, this sounds terrible. I'm like so. I find it so interesting. Like, I'm, this is my worst nightmare. Like, I can't do large groups. Like, especially like 25 girls. Like, that is sounds like the most stressful thing ever. Yeah. Well, I and then not being able to like go escape and go read when you're tired. Yeah, I can't imagine it in a a house where you don't like a lot of the people in it. Yeah. I think that would be really hard. I think. This season, and maybe it's different. Maybe this is just the way they're portraying it. But it seems very clicky. Yeah. And 
on mine, it was not like that. Okay. We all loved each other. I cannot imagine fighting with people all the time. I really would have gone crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It literally, it sounds like, like a dystopian future book. Like, you could literally write a book about all of the things that you just told us about The Bachelor, and then at the end, it's, like, revealed that it's, like, no, it's not, like, a dystopian future. Right. It's The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. It's like being in an evil sorority house. Yeah. The three days alone in the hotel room is so terrifying to me. Yeah. Uh, oh. I learned so much Yeah, this today. was really, this was very juicy. So, we've gone so far over our time. Oh, okay. But, Ashley, <laughs> obviously everyone wants to follow you now. Tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on all social media platforms under at Ashley Spivey. Or you can find me on my book club at uh, hashtag Spivey's book emoji club. <laughs> you make it so hard. I know. I know. I wish I should, yeah. I should just make it easier, but whatever. Um yeah, so that's pretty much it. Ashley, this has been so fun. This Thank y'all for so having me. This was fun. This was a good way to spend yeah. National Margarita Day. I agree. And you guys, Ashley has agreed to be a guest at our live show on April 1st. So we're going to talk about books with her um, on stage. So Yay. come. We can't wait. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Hope bye. you enjoyed our bonus episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.